This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hey, 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 how is everybody doing? <laughs> Hello there. Oh my gosh. Welcome back to another episode of the Confident Collective Podcast. It's Christina and Rayanne. Well, we're happy that you're here. I'm so excited. Um, I just cannot believe what time of year it is right now and how freaking crazy everything has been. I don't want a lot for Christmas. It's <laughs> I Christmas do. time. Wait, can I tell you? I want so many things for Wait, Christmas. What's on your Christmas list? Dude, okay. Too many expensive things that I'm embarrassed to admit. Okay, come on. This is a safe space. Okay, I want to buy um, a diamond tennis choker. Oh, we. <laughs> I was going to say, if you say a tennis bracelet, you know this, but I'll, I'm oh, going to go into No, I love my tennis bracelet. Um, I want to buy a Burberry trench. Oh, shit. And I want to buy a Chanel bag. Oh, shit. Okay, that was okay. That was the dream list. That's the dream list. <laughs> Damn, so, girl. So, Does Steve has this Christmas list? No, I need to give it to him. He's like, going to look at it and be like, what the hell, dude? Like, what the heck is wrong with you? Also, like, I was like thinking about it a lot. I'm like, what the heck is wrong with me? I should just be happy with one of them. Right? <laughs> he should give you um, the Chanel bag with the tennis necklace in it's it. Inside, yeah. Dude, that's so bougie. <laughs> dude. I know. And you know what's fucking crazy is I have so many, so much stuff that I don't even use. Like, I will say mm-hmm. that my Chanel bag was my first big purchase. I feel like I've already gotten the use out of it. Yeah. Use per wear. Oh, yeah. Except now that LA is getting kind of crazy. I don't really take it out unless Dude, I'm like. LA is <laughs> getting so crazy. I'm like, the Chanel is staying at home. I know. Um, yeah, it should have stayed at home. Unless it's like a very special occasion. Yeah. But um, okay, okay. I'm I'm trying to think what's even on my my Christmas list. I mean, is a tennis bracelet, but I need to go down to the jewelry district Definitely. in LA get it for a little bargain. Oh my gosh, I can give you the, the guy that we got ours from. I love it so much. And it's like it's like oh yeah, yours is beautiful, mm-hmm. and it's like hasn't had any issues or anything. Mm-mm. Okay, yeah, give me his name because that's mm-hmm. gonna be my Christmas present to myself. Yeah, you should do that. Um, but my, honestly, I don't really think I'm like. I don't know what I'm like. Do I want the little short Uggs everyone's wearing? I don't. But in California, I'm like, do I need them? I had thought about those as well because I'm <laughs> going back to New Jersey for two yes. weeks. So I was like, those will be useful. Mm-hmm. And also, frick, are you kidding me? I was at the Grove last night. Oh, it's cold. Everyone was in like a Montclair winter coat. <laughs> People in LA are ridiculous. It was like 65 degrees out. Oh. Literally in other parts of the country, people would be wearing shorts, shorts. and a t-shirt. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, I know. I'm like, I honestly, I really, I need to put together my Christmas list just for fun. Not like I want to make a TikTok on like, you know, no budget. What would be your Christmas list? (laughs) That's a good idea. Um, Okay. Well, other than that, what are you obsessed with, Ray? I am obsessed with, so this is going to be a little teaser for an upcoming episode that will be out in um, a couple weeks. We, so I posted and we'll go into this in the, in the episode in a couple of weeks, but um, I posted about like how I, when you travel, sometimes you find like your city where something, the energy clicks. Like after I was talking about this, after we got back from New York mm-hmm. and I posted this TikTok, and people were like, um, it's called Astro Geography. And I was like, okay, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I started doing research and I was reading a couple articles and listened to a couple podcasts and I found this woman named Dara, Dara DuBonnet. Gosh, I literally, I'm obsessed with her, but like something about her name, I cannot get it fucking right. It's driving me insane. Dara, it's fine. Sarah Dara, Dara DuBonnet, Dara DuBonnet. I feel like she is like a kindred spirit. I'm like, I want her to be my mentor. Beautiful soul, beautiful human. She's an expert in astro geography mm-hmm. so we had her on the podcast obviously she's gonna it'll be air in a couple of weeks and um while we were recording i kind of like broke down crying a little bit because she was just talking about essentially she looks at takes your similar to when you get your ass your uh, birth chart read she looks at what lines are running through different areas on on the map and um for example my pluto line runs through los angeles and she was like this isn't really an area where you want to stay in for a long, long period of time. There's going to be a lot of conflict. You're going to um, have like face some hard truths. There's going to be a lot of growth and like kind of a 
turmoil, a time of turmoil a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just started, because I was like, holy shit. Um, and she was so sweet. She was like, I really, really want to help you and offered to do like set up a private call with me. So after we recorded, I set up a private call with her and wow, it was like an hour of just like, my eyes were just opened. I was, uh, it was just incredible um, looking at different places and kind of talking about um, astrogeography and kind of human design. She's also a projector um, and really looking at places where I'm going to thrive. And like, I want to, she kept saying like swimming in the energy of like positivity and creativity. And you can basically look at your map and find where those places are going to be. Did she give you a few different places where that could be? She gave me a few different places. I'm not going to say. Okay. But there are a few different places. And we also looked, I told her, I want to go to Europe. Um, And for me as a projector and a few specific things in my human design chart, travel is really important. And I also need to really learn to slow down. And I was telling her, I really, really struggle. Like if I'm not working all the time, I feel like I am like a worthless, like I really tie my value to that. And she's like her and another um, woman, Jenna Zoe, Zoe, she's a um, human design are really trying to like decondition people to this like hustle mindset, like yeah. of, and that's a very much like ingrained in our society. And like, you can thrive and be successful and like by living by your design. And for me, it's not hustling every hour of the day, like rest and like, space for me to like be creative. And that is really, really important. So I was telling her, I want to go to Europe next summer and really like take some time off of like my usual stuff of like, of course, we're still going to be doing the podcast, but my Instagram stuff kind of like scale back and like write. I really have this, I feel like writing this book mm-hmm. about sex and relationships as a curvy woman is something that like I really see being a big thing, Definitely. whether it's a book, turning it into a show. I'm like, literally, this is the first time I'm like saying it, but I really see it. And it was so funny because she was looking at my chart and she's like, I, I recorded it and I, I'm going to need to go back and listen. But she was like, you know, you're here to like talk about things that like people don't want to talk about. She's like writing and like talking about like, it could be like money or sex. And I was like, this is so crazy. You're saying that because I've started writing this book, essentially all about sex and like mm-hmm. dating and stuff. Um, and just focusing on that in Europe. And we looked at different places where that's going to be good for me to go next summer. And again, she just is one of those people where you meet her. And I just felt like my cup was filled. And yeah, so, and I'm excited. I know you're talking to her. I'm and I'm her on Monday. I'm so excited for you to talk to her. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm it's so going to be amazing. Too. So that's what I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with her and I need to do her course and We'll link her courses and stuff when her episode comes out. Um, but it's just so fascinating. God, I really had to get that off my chest. I know that felt good. That felt good. Um, oh, that makes me so excited for you. I know I'm excited. So what are you obsessed with, Christina? Okay, I'm obsessed with two things as always. One, I'm just obsessed with my family. So Nicholas's birthday just passed and we had his birthday and like my sister and my brother-in-law came out here, my parents. And honestly, just seeing my family hasn't really seen him since August and he's grown so much and made me like just seeing them with him is just the best feeling. Like seeing your parents with your child is like amazing. When they were dancing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) They were literally dancing the entire time. I'm like, dad, why is he looking at music videos on your phone? Like he's not allowed to look at phones like that. And then him and my dad were just like having dance parties all day long. It was so, so cute. Um, so that just like made me so incredibly happy. It was like, they just left, um, this morning, but I'm just so obsessed with that. And I cannot wait to be home for the holidays to like have everyone together because my family is just going to like eat him up. It's actually so crazy how a baby literally brings so much joy to so many people. Mm -hmm. I feel like during these times too, like holidays, like Mm -hmm. it's way more fun when there's kiddos. Way more fun. Yeah. It's so fun. I can't, yeah. Actually, we haven't had a kid in our family and like, 20 years since like my brother was a baby. Whoa. So it actually really livens up the spirit a lot. Oh my gosh. Now, so your parents up this morning and you were saying Nicholas is, he's like, is he like sad? Does he tell like there's people gone? I think he can tell there's people gone. And I think Dewey can tell there's people gone too. It's just like fun when there's a full house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like fun, hectic, crazy, stressful. And then you're like, like, I need time alone. And then it's like sad. Oh my gosh. Honestly, it's like stressful having people visiting unless they're my parents because my mom is a freaking... My mom literally 
had done like cleaned the entire house, did all of our laundry, cooked all of our meals, had made prepped all these meals for us while so we could have for the rest of the week. <laughs> so I'm, you're like, this is amazing. I'm like, literally, I don't know how you did this. Your mom must be a generator or something. We need to look at her no, human design. She is a generator. We looked her up. Oh, a hundred. She, I knew it. She's yeah. go, go, go. She's go, go, go. She also like organized Nicholas's closets and drawers and like all of that. I don't know how she had time to do all this. She needs but, to stay with but, me. <laughs> but she did. And it's amazing. Oh. Honestly, my mom really should be like for hire. Also, I took her to two influencer events, which is so cute. Wait, you did? Yeah. Oh, I saw you guys went to a, like a PR thing yesterday. Yeah, we went to a gifting suite and then we went to a Nordstrom holiday event. And it was like so much fun to bring like your mom to work. What did she think of the world, the influencer Well, she world. got all these gifts. She was so excited. Oh. <laughs> she thought it was really cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. I'm glad you had that time. And they were all here for Nicholas's birthday. The birth- You did an amazing job with this birthday party. I know there was stress, but I think the so park was stress. a vibe. Oh my gosh, guys. Literally, we had this whole restaurant and like everything designed out. It was like this beautiful like restaurant in this like secret garden. Anyways, they literally canceled on us via text less than a week before, mm. before the party. And pretty much the text, it was like the nastiest text I've ever read. It was pretty much essentially saying like, you're not worth it to us. Like your party isn't going to bring us enough money. Money, We decided not to do it. Which is like, you have loved that restaurant. Talk about that restaurant. Go to that restaurant. They agreed to it in the first place. Yes. Like they're the one who like told us how much it would be. Like they are the one, like nothing changed on our end. You were like, yes, we are paying this amount. Like, yes, they were like, which this was is like, yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, that's so annoying. It was so <sighs> annoying. But anyway, I don't want to go back there. I'm Before never going back there. Yeah, I'm never talking about them again. Or, but whatever, whatever. Um, but I think it ended up working out really well in the park. Yeah, it was. Someone DM'd me and said, "Guy playing guitar." They went to college with him. Wait, someone DM me being like, "Wait, I love him. He's in my favorite band." Wait, what? I was like, what? And dude, one of my best friends from college, she's like, oh my gosh, that guy's in my favorite band. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so that, I was like, wait, did I have a famous musician at Nicholas? He was great. He was great. But then I looked him up and he's like in a band and everything. I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, we listened to him. He was like opening for another artist and we were obsessed with him and it, it like his band. So then I go, I, what the heck? So then I found him on Instagram. How did I, you find him for the party? Because he was at another kid's party I went to and I was like, oh, I liked him. So I, okay. anyway, so my friend suggested him. Um, but I found this guy on Instagram and his Instagram is like, like super vibey. And like, you would never know he's like a kid's <laughs> musician as well too. So I didn't tag him because like, I didn't know if he wanted to like throw off his vibe or anything like right. that. But yeah, we had a famous rock star at Nicholas's <laughs> But it's funny that he went to college with someone you know too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So funny. Um, anyway. Great party. And Thanks. what were those little things your mom made? That was. Oh, the tiropitas, their cheese pies. Tiropitas? Yeah. Tiropitas. Tira, like tira in Greek means cheese. And then tira. Tira. Pita. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> tiropita, yeah. Let me tell you, those things. I should have taken so, those, some of those for the road. Yeah. Damn. They're those good. are good. Cheese pie. That is the two words I need in my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> cheese pie sounds freaking bomb. Cheese pie, baby. Um, I'm very excited for today's episode. Me too, because so a couple weeks ago, oh gosh, where's time going? Months ago, Missy, my friend Missy sent me this um, episode of a podcast um, and this woman, her Instagram is Love Amy. She is an expert dating coach, Mm -hmm. basically was talking all about navigating like the current online dating world Mm -hmm. and um Oh, she, like we like one of her big things that she'll talk about in this episode is like, you don't need to be going on like big dinner date first dates. Like she's like, it is about like 30 minute screening, meet for a coffee, see how it goes, like FaceTime screening, whatever. So we've started to implement this. And that like a couple weeks ago, I went on this horrible, horrible date and we were like, should have done, done the screening. screening. <laughs> should have done it. And then I was stuck on an hour and a half date if I would have just done the FaceTime screening. But anyway, so she is um, a dating coach. Um, and I think her success rate is like 85% success rate or something of, um, marriage, finding, finding the one. Um, and she offers some great insight to this crazy world of, of online dating. And it was pretty interesting. Um, she shared some things where I was kind of like, you want me to say, Oh yeah. And I think she does a really good job of with her clients determining 
how ready they really are for a relationship. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I want a date. I want to get married. I want a relationship. But like, are you really ready for that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you guys are going to love this episode. Yeah. We go into the nitty gritty of your dating profile, flirting via DMs. We really cover it all. So if you are dating and out there, um, you definitely want to listen to this episode because you are going to learn um, some interesting uh, perspective and learn a lot of stuff. So without further ado, let's, let's welcome Amy. Welcome, Amy. Welcome, Amy. We're so excited to have you. How are you? I'm so good and I'm so excited. You guys are the best and so real and I love all of your messaging and I'm so very honored to be here. Oh, thank you so much. We're so excited. We're very excited. All of our dating episodes are like some of our best episodes because I think a lot of our audience, myself, Christina's married, but I am actively dating and I think a lot of our audiences too. So I've been like so excited about this episode. I've been telling my friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're having Amy on. This is going to be amazing. Well, it turns out like everyone wants love, it seems. Yes, absolutely. Weird, right? that is, that's so true. It's like <laughs> one. That's kind of the number one thing people want. Yeah. Totally. So can you kind of tell us like how you, because you are like the online dating expert. This is what people come to you for. How did you get into this? Yeah. So my quick story is that I, um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I started my career in public relations. It's like Steve Jobs has one of my favorite quotes. One of my favorite quotes from him is it's only in retrospect that you can connect the dots. Like Hmm. you never, my trajectory is sort of seemingly all over the place. Now, when I look back, it all makes sense because now I'm, I'm living and working my, my, it's my calling, but um, so I was in PR, I wrote four books, co-wrote four books, all designed to empower women um, about motherhood and marriage. And in the course of writing our last book, which is called Just When You're Comfortable on Your Own Skin, It Starts to Sag. Uh, and it's a book about reinventing yourself at any age. I realized sort of poignantly that I had to leave my marriage of 20 years. We had been together for 26 and um, nothing egregious. Like we're super amicable. We have two beautiful teenagers, but it was the hardest thing that I had ever done. And, you know, it was, I was catapulted into singledom after (laughs) a very long time. And I'm in New York City and I've got this like gaggle of beautiful single girlfriends and each and every one of them took me aside and they're like, good luck. It sucks. (laughs) You're gonna put it like let us know how you how you do and I'm like oh my gosh what's going on and I tried to kick it like old school like everyone's like oh we have this amazing guy to set you up with and no one does so I mean you go into a coffee shop and people are like this and you know it was sort of depressing and so I I'm I am an optimist and I thought you know I'm cracking this code the online sites have to work and you know Bumble has like a hundred million users worldwide I'm like Come on, guys. Like, There's got to be someone. Yeah. And while I don't now recommend it, I did quite literally like make dating my job. You know, I did. I, I, I would set up at Joe and the Juice and I would kind of cycle in three, four people a day on some days. And, you know, at first I made every mistake you can make. I mean, I was putting party girl pictures up. I was not writing anything in my profile. And then I started to realize that it's not about being liked by everyone. Like, this is not about being chosen. This is about being so uniquely me, maybe offensively me, I don't know, but like just being so uniquely me that like most people wouldn't be attracted to it. And then the people who were attracted to at least the profile part of me, you know, it it was whittling down. It was actually the opposite of what I started with. Like, because you get addicted to the adrenaline, right? So it's like, oh, I, I want everybody to like me. And so three and a half years ago, I was sitting at John the Juice and, you know, I had just worked out. I was in my Lululemons, had a baseball hat on and this guy, Brett, walked in and sat down and I literally was sort of like, okay, I have 30 minutes. (laughs) I mean, that's one of my biggest rules is your first date is 30 minutes screener dates. You know, you're not 45 at the top. So, you know, I was sort of like, okay, he sat down in the, you know, firing chair and, um, and you know we had we hit it off. It was a nice conversation, and you know we just got engaged. So that was three and a half years ago. Oh my gosh! Well, congratulations. <laughs> Wait, you. one thing that you said that I want to pull out is you were like you actually want less people to like your profile. 
Yeah. Which that's like so crazy because so many people are like, oh, no one's liking me, whatever. So it's really not about the amount of matches. It's about having it's the not, right ones. And my clients all say the same thing, you know, oh my gosh, I used to get so many more matches. And uh, so I did, I launched Love Amy quickly after I met Brett because I started helping my friends and I realized this is a thing that there's, there's sort of the apps are gifts, but people quit four seconds later every day. They take personal offense at who they're being shown. They don't really know how to portray themselves. They're, they don't like the banter. They don't know how to move it from online to offline. So it's easy for me. I love it. And I can see red flags before my clients. And I just, I mean, the whole thing is just fascinating and wonderful to me. And um, so I launched Love Amy and that's my long-winded story. But yes, uh, you do not want the world to like you. That's one of my biggest rules which is so opposite that's so funny um quality over quantity mm-hmm. um okay so you work one-on-one with clients but for our listeners i kind of want to go through like the profile a little bit are there any like like how can how can setting up while they're setting up their profile or maybe they need to edit mine i know i'm going to edit mine after this um how, how what are your like your tips for them yeah totally so I'm really picky about the pictures mm-hmm. and it drives me crazy when people put pictures of themselves in like huge group shots and sunglasses and blurry. And so you need six shots, right? You need the most important two shots. The first one is, is that the, the number one lead shot has to be you preferably outside. Your eyes should be sparkling, laughing. It just, it should be the essence of you. Right, and so that's the most important one. You can have your best friend take it on portrait mode, but just go outside where it's like your eyes, you know, that that light where your eyes are sparkling. And the second most important shot is the full body shot. I mean, it just is, you have to have one. And I prefer it to be like, you know, you can be your favorite jeans and a t-shirt. You know, you can be in a little black dress if you want, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, it just, it's you and it can be like at the beach laughing, it can be jumping up. It doesn't have to be super posy, but it's just like, okay, cool. Like here's her, here's the lead shot. Here's a full body. Two action shots. I mean, I don't care if you're playing tennis, if you're on the slopes, if you're playing with your dog, stunt dogs, maybe, no. <laughs> but um, so there's, there's that. And just no, no group shots, no sunglasses. You know, so no p- pictures your mom, if you're obsessed with your mom and she's your best friend then have a picture with your mom but like you know the quote underneath should okay so you, sh- you shouldn't even have photos with like if like me and christina have a picture together i really shouldn't put that on my profile no okay what about what about like ones where you're like being extra goofy like what if you have like a blue wig on or what if you're like making a funny face i like that if that truly is you like okay. if you detest like a Halloween party, but you're putting a, cause you like your Wonder Woman costume. Don't do it. Okay. That's not you, right? I love wigs. I'm obsessed with them. I have a whole bin at all times. Like you never know. So yes, I mean, to me, that's, that is who I am. And, and yeah, so that's the picture part. I think what you write is so important. I mean, all people tend to just be super generic. Like I'm really spiritual and I've been to India. (laughs) (laughs) I love, you know, my, I love puppies, I love beef. Um, your best friend blindfolded, if, if I read her 10 profiles, your best friend. Should know which one is. Oh, that's a good rule. But right that's, it has to be that specific. You know? Okay, okay. I have, I have a client right now, she's amazing. She's in Boston and she, I mean, she's just, she's incredible in, in every sense. And she is obsessed with Angela Lansbury and Murder, She Wrote, like in her free time. She, it, it, that's her go-to show. And it's so funny. And, and we put it like, right, we embedded it in like things I can't live without. Blah, blah, blah. And I mean, every single guy. And not in a bad way. They're like, I'm obsessed with this. This is amazing. Because it's not, you know, it's not what you would expect from her. You know, I have another client who, you know, she's obsessed with her dad who's also her personal trainer and you know i mean so whatever whatever makes you unique and quirky i mean the list goes on i mean i have people fill out an intake form it's designed to sort of like tease out some of those funny things but you probably as doing it for yourself you probably wouldn't put it in there right okay so getting really clear on like what kind of like quirky or weird sometimes weird like attributes that really make you stand out 
ask your best friend, like sit down and just say, okay, like, what do, what do your best friends tease you about? You, know, you can't find your way out of, paper, out of a paper bag, but you're, you know, <laughs> right. that's me. But, you know, two truths and a liar, it's always fun to use that one. But also, so that's funny stuff. But I have three rules in the written part. Number one, always write one of the prompts should be about your qualities, right? So my best friends say I'm da 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 And the key to my heart, you always want that one. If you are looking for a serious relationship, then let's put it there, put it out there. Looking for the three C's, compassion, communication, commitment. Um, and so, you know, key to, my, key to my heart is, you know, some, one of my clients, what did we just write? Um, Jerry Seinfeld funny, you know, I mean, it was a few funny things and then it was, you know, looking for the real thing kind of thing. Um, and then, and then be funny. If you're funny, if you want to be funny, be funny. You know, some quirk about you is sort of the third. Okay. See, I love that because I do feel like a lot of women would be scared to say that and feel like it would scare like a lot of guys away. Like, oh my gosh, like she wants to get married right now. But like, wait, yeah. if marriage is the goal, like why not put that in there? I hear this all the time, like, ooh, maybe I'm, it's too, it's, it's too real. It's too serious. Maybe it scares them away. And I'm always like, not your guy. Yeah. <laughs> your guy's going to be like, bring it on. Me too. Awesome. You know? Yeah. Is there like a common mistake you see across the board on women's profiles besides, well, I guess men too. I guess if there's any differences, because um, you work with men and women, right? I do. Mostly women. I do have some male clients, though, yeah. Okay. Is there, like, a common mistake you see people making besides, like, the just being too generic? Or is that the main one? Uh, I think generic is a big one. I think trying to appear... I think most people... I, I do the same thing. We try to present ourselves the way we think our audience wants to see us, right? So, it's yeah. like, when I first put my profile up, it was just like... <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> and I really, it's, it was, it was funny. I look back now, oh, girl, like, that was not you at all. Like, you're so nerdy and weird and, you know, woo woo. But I think we're just trying to, to be what we think people mm-hmm. want to see. So it's, it's not being a, it's just ditch, ditch your perceptions of that. Like, who are yeah. you really? What are the pictures that, you know, make your best friend smile? Like, that's so you. That's so sweet. That's so cute. I recently got this question. I'd be curious to know what you're thinking. So one, I want to know how often do you think people should update their photos? And two, um, so someone told me recently that they like were talking with this guy a lot on like one of the dating apps and then it was time to meet, but they've gained a lot of weight compared to what their photos actually look like. And it was really, really stressing them out. And they're like, should I tell him that I've gained weight or not? Like, am I catfishing? Like, wh- like how do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, I do think that your pictures should be as current as you can get them. Because right now with iPhones on portrait mode, it's like you have no excuse. (laughs) Yeah. And just be you. I mean, you know, I have clients all the time. They want to lie about their age or they want to, you know, put photos that are just way too outdated. I mean, a Mm -hmm. a couple of years is fine, you know, unless you really like either gained a bunch of weight or lost a bunch of weight or you don't really, you know, look the same or your hair is much shorter or... Yeah, there's all kinds of factors, but you, your person wants you as you are, like exactly the age you are, exactly the weight you are, mm-hmm. exactly you. And so I just, I was just battling with a client over the age thing. Like she was really wanting to like, like subtract eight years up from her age because she was afraid she was going to be in, the, in a different bracket. Mm-hmm. And I just kept saying, but your, but your guy wants you exactly as you are with mm-hmm. just cultural references and all of it. So it's, it's just, it's unfortunately, a lot of us are just sort of trapped in that mindset of, right. you know, I just need to be, you know, what I think they want to see. Yeah. I struggle with that for sure. As I've like been dating, I always, am like, okay, what would a guy, I always am like thinking or acting sometimes like how I think a man would want me to. And that's where I feel like I lose myself. And that's where I've like kind of actually taken a little break and I'm like stepping back and really getting clear on my like authentic code if you will because I was realizing that I'm like I'm like sometimes I was joking with my friend like one time I was on a date and I was like what the fuck am I saying like what am I like I'm like this isn't me like what like who was speaking on my behalf that's so crazy that you caught yourself though in that moment yeah I'm like what am I like what 
it was insane. So I completely, I think that's so true. And I'm, I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one that does this and, and, and thinks that way. Um, that's awesome though. That to your point, it's the fact that you, you know, we are, I'm a meditator and people always ask me, why do you meditate? And it's to know that you're not the voice in your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In our head is just conditioning and it's expectations from swirling around from everybody else. And so just to notice that and to, that's being super self-aware. And that's the first thing I do with my clients is, is work on sort of the internal stuff. Um, Cause as I like to say, you can only meet someone as deeply as you find yourself. Oh, oh, I, I like, like that. that. And your clients, they range like all ages, right? 25 to currently 81. I have wow. A gentleman in the San Francisco area, and he is having a ball. Oh my gosh. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Do you feel like your advice and your tips and your strategy, I guess, changes based on the age group and sex, or is it kind of like the same rules apply for everyone? That's a great question. I think in general, the same rules apply. I'm, I have a 74 year old here in New York city, this amazing woman, she's incredible. And you know, she has never owned her voice. Mm-hmm. She didn't own it in her marriage. She didn't own it in the last relationship she had. And at 74, we are working on owning her voice and asking for exactly what she wants. And so it really boils down to figuring out who you are, figuring out who you want from a core value standpoint. And I always say, you know, we build a vision. I build a, I'm super spiritual. We build this vision um, for who we are and what we want and who we want. And we hold it and we never, ever, ever sell. It's not about like good enough or, you know, I really want to be chosen or he really, really likes me. It's like, we know exactly like what our core values are and what we are, what we're out, what we're going for. And we're, you know, a lot of times I, I have a rule. So by the end of the third date, we need to check four boxes. Is there a connection? Is there core value alignment? Is this person emotionally available and open? And is this person at the same readiness level? Mm. And three four is not good enough. Oh, wow. And that's after the third or fourth date? By the end of the third date, we need to know if these four sort of elements align. And I give my clients, I coach them through like different questions to ask to sort of like tease out these things. And again, I hear this all the time. Oh, like what if they bristle when I ask like if your ex were sitting here, what would he or she say your best and worst qualities are? And and again, like not your person. If this person is not down to answer that. Okay. Yeah, this is good. This gets me into some other questions I want to ask. So rewinding just a bit, I listened to you on another podcast and my friends and I now always are like, do the phone screening. And I went on the worst date of my life the other day and I didn't do a phone screening. And my friend was like, you should have listened to Amy. You didn't do the phone screening. And I'm like, ah, so what? So can you talk to me a little bit about that and what people should be looking for before they even meet up in real life? Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. I mean, listen, Again, you know, if we're if we're following the the mini screener date rule, and someone wants to come to you and have coffee or an early drink, and you're making it forty five, you know, fine. But I do think if you're if you're again, the profile is never the person. We're trying to evaluate based on what, right? We've already right. played this. Team, we've already like named our children with this invisible, not real person. So quite often, a video date or a phone date is great. I think it's perfectly reasonable on that first video or phone date to just say, listen, you know, I am actually on, I'm pressing restart in the next chapter of my life. I'm really looking for a person. What are you, where are you in that? It's okay to say that. It's okay to ask that. Oh my God, that scares me. That scares me too. (laughs) I feel like, I guess you're right. But like, I feel like so many dating advice things are like, you don't talk about exes, exes, you don't you don't bring up you you don't say that you're looking for something serious like all of these do you feel like those are outdated rules like or like do even these rules matter if you're unless you're just looking for sex sure then don't ask about what you know i mean but like if you're truly looking for your person the beginning part of online dating is simply sorting we are sorting and we're sorting fast how do we cut i'm all about cutting cords cutting bait so fast your head is going to spin the, the third date's the deal breaker date. But mm-hmm. 
the first date, no matter what, whether it's a video date, a phone date, or an in-person date, here's how it goes. I mean, every single date, I, I work up with my clients on a first date roadmap. So that you know, your first date should always kind of within reason sound the same because you're controlling it, right? We're not showing up like, hi, like, <laughs> you know? It's like, this is how this one particular client, this is her first date roadmap. They said, you always get there 15 minutes early if you're in person, so you can kind of ground yourself. You know, you can bring your computer, you can do a little work or you can whatever, but like you're rooted. You can be, hey, I'm in the blue sweater, whatever. This person sits down in front of you and immediately, hi, hey Mike, how are you doing? Okay, breaking the ice, a little awkward, we met on a dating app. Hi, everybody, we met on a dating app. How's it going for you? Like, oh my gosh, right? And so right away, you're cutting through the BS of, Ugh, it's so cold or you know like oh what yeah you're an attorney it's just it's very it's humanizing the whole thing so that you are just cutting through now their reaction is very telling if they're like whoa sister slow your roll like then not your person your person's an open mug your person's like yeah i know right yeah so i've been on it for six months i had this breakup da, da, da. so that should hopefully lead into you know last relationship now i'm not saying to go five layers deep but you're just humanized. You're 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 basically saying we're on the same team in this crazy little alien mm-hmm. world, and whether or not it's a match, like, you know, you'll have fun. It's like at a certain point, Java the Hutt could have sat in front of me, and I've been like Java. We're in this together. So it's you know just thinking of it like you're on the same team, even if you're not a match, you're on the same team. If if that if those conversations sound let's say scary to someone, do you think they're not ready to be a client of yours and not ready to like do that? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So this is like where I get confused, right? Because I do feel like a twenty-five-year-old guy like can get super intimidated by that conversation, but me, maybe he is like wanting to date and wanting something serious, but like that's where I feel like oh my gosh, like, I feel like someone like that versus someone who's like, maybe like 50, who's recently divorced and like wants to find someone else, like quickly, like they would react so differently. Do you see that like reaction different, like based on um, the ages of your clients? Because like, do you feel like, right, if you were like right away being like, oh yeah, like my ex and I broke up like a year and a half ago, but I really want to find someone new. Like, do you feel like the guys that you're dating would be nervous by that or no? Um, I think some of them would, some of them wouldn't, but I think like cutting to it, like might help cutting to it might help because it's just like, like what you said, Amy, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about this. If I were to sit down on a date, there's so much like wasted time where like, oh, I went on five dates with this guy and turns out he is not exactly what I thought. And maybe if I had those conversations earlier, I would have just gone to that earlier. Right. People will tell you they are just let them. Mm -hmm. You were so afraid. We're so afraid of the answer. But mm-hmm. what do you want to do? Would you rather wake up in five months or five years or two years and say yeah, like, so true. Writing was on the wall. He was sort of a player, but I just didn't, he was sort of telling me what I wanted to hear, but then his actions weren't matching. He's sort of doing the disappearing thing. If you are, if, you know, 99% of my clients want the real thing. Right. You know, every once in a while I get someone, I'm like, yeah, let's have fun. But <laughs> most of the time, and if, if that is true, then... We need to be asking the questions. And it's okay if, the, if someone's not that person, that's fine. It's not, it's not rejection. It's just let, let them go, let them be, it's, it's okay. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. of owning what we want. And, you know, it doesn't have to be scary. You know, you can ask questions in a very nonchalant, very friendly way. And mm-hmm. you know, very often at the end of first dates, my clients will sort of, I coach them to say like, you know what? I think you're amazing. I can tell this is sort of a friendship vibe. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Amy, that made my stomach flip around. That Oh my gosh. You don't have to in person, but you certainly should on text. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Another topic I wanted to, this is where something I struggle with, with dating is this whole kind of idea of like the masculine fem- feminine energy and a lot of like older dating um, advice is really like, women need to be in their straight if you are a straight woman looking for a straight man you want to be in your feminine energy and be chased because men like the chase blah 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 and so like 
I've heard dating coaches be like, I want to do Bumble because women have to make the first move. And like, I honestly have in my past asked out most of the guys because I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and talk to you for three days. Like I propose the date. I go up to people. So I feel like I a lot of times am in the masculine energy. And sometimes that's maybe hurting me and learning how to like be in my feminine. Like, honestly, it's very confusing to me. And I just don't get it because I feel like I'm like, maybe I just am a masculine energy. I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not I'm not just going to sit here and be like, I am like it's confusing to me so i don't know if you have any advice or if this rant i just went on makes sense to you at all but i have a lot to say about this some of what i might some of what i'm saying might not register for some people i think the 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 rule that you have to live by in my book is model the behavior you want to see okay Mm -hmm. if you i have some clients who they are super alpha they plan everything in their lives they plan every trip like they're super they love to be in control if that's you and you you would rather pick the pick the place to go and pick the time and pick (laughs) and nudge the person and be like on my program i mean i have some clients like that if that is you then own that if you are someone who wants to be courted if you are someone who wants chivalry and you just don't care you want the guy to like always ask you out always plan the date always it's just a very chivalrous thing uh, then then wait for him to ask you out that because that's gonna that's gonna be your guy right so if you start a pattern then know that that's what you're modeling to this person i think that's such good advice mm-hmm. that like that's so true and i think that could be applied even into like once you're already dating someone or even married because if you like start doing everything like that you do start that pattern mm-hmm. my marriage when i had my baby 18 years ago um i like got up and changed every diaper mm-hmm. right and i just started this pattern and then like why was i pissed off two years later i was like you didn't help me. not helping <laughs> right. because i was like, so controlling over the whole thing and you know i would do it so differently now but it's it's the same this it's the same in dating like i personally love chivalry i love to be courted i love the whole romance of it and yet the relationship i'm in now i mean it's very very egalitarian and so so much mutual mutual respect and our roles are can kind of of ebb and flow it's not a traditional you know kind of thing but i do like chivalry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so okay i need to work on yeah how does that feel for you ray I mean, I, I honestly think that, I mean, I've gotten better at it because this has been like, I've been waiting for people to ask. And like, I've talked to Christina about this before. And you're right. Like, I don't want to plan everything. I did that in my last relationship and it was exhausting. I planned everything. I did everything. Like, I've like I just, I, I don't want to do that. I want to be pursued. I want to be like, feel like I, I'm not just like leading this ship all the time, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I'm going to have to chill out, I guess. (laughs) Well, the thing is, you let people show you who they are and what they're comfortable with. So, Mm -hmm. you know, this whole disappearing act where someone, you're texting, you're texting, you go out, three days go by, you're like, hey, you know, you convince yourself. You're like, oh, my gosh, I'm just saying hi, hi, like, you know, I'm hey, da-da-da, and they're like, oh, hey, and they re-engage, and then they disappear for three days. Mm -hmm. So this is someone who... You know, is that is that what you want? You know, is that what you want, or do you want someone every single day when you wake up, to, like, good morning? You know, thinking. Yeah, about that's you. what I want. Mm-hmm. So if someone's in that situation, so if someone's in that situation, then you're saying, like, if you're not hearing from them, then don't follow up because why? They'll show you. They'll yeah. show you who they are. They'll show you whether they're ready or not. Absolutely. And, and many times they kind of disappear into the ether, and then maybe six months later. Come back. You know, it's is that what you is that what you want? It's very, very hard. It's very hard for people to sort of sit back and because you you it's like you feel like rejection's coming, you don't want to see it coming, you don't want to feel it coming, so you're just gonna sort of like interject. But if we kind of like if we if we're confident enough to sit in our own space and just let people show us, it's really not about us. It's just they're not there, they're not aligned with us, they're not where we need them to be. Let them go as fast as we can. So, so true. I do think that women a lot of times they will see that and think of it as rejection and make it a them problem. Like it's like all of a sudden, like, what did I do wrong? Or like, 
he doesn't like me because of this when that really like it literally has nothing to do with you it, it literally has nothing to do with you. when someone goes it's a gift but i know that it feels like what did i do we were in the banter we were just bantering on the app it's like they don't know you right wise in utah we don't know who they are right do that like let them do that like Go, have, go, get out of the way. <laughs> do, you, do you have any tips for women on first dates? I know, Ray, you talk about this a lot, but like, I think a lot of women feel like they're in interview mode on the first date. And like, if they're not asking questions, they're not being asked anything or like that there's silence. Do you have any tips um, if your date is not asking you any questions on like how to like have them engage with you more on a deeper level? So this is an interesting one. I, I get this a lot always ask the questions that you wish people would ask you. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So your first date roadmap, besides that icebreaker or whatever icebreaker feels right to you, right? uh, you should pepper in like two or three questions that you wish people would ask you. And so I, and again, they should align with your core values. So I have, and we work on this ahead of time, but I have clients who like, fan, their family's their world, you know, their sister, they have a sister squad, like their sisters, their family, their parents are their relationship goals, family is so, so important to them. So they will ask like right up front, you know, what are the holidays looking? What do they look like in your family? And in your family, what role do you play? Like, who are you? You know, questions like that, if that's important to you. For me, when I was dating, you know, it was really important for me to hear someone talk about their children. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I always ask about that. But but think about what's important to you from a core value standpoint and then sort of pepper in some questions and then you will have a better understanding. You know, if someone's like, yeah, I have a crazy little family. I don't even, I don't even <laughs> want them. You're just like, wow, that, that's such a gift. No, that's, they're definitely not going to be my person. Right. But what if they're like, yeah, I have a crazy little family and that's it. And they're not like, what about you? Yeah. So if that... You know, continuously first date and they're really they haven't asked you one question it's that's not a great some people are nervous i mean i always say like if you did feel that there was some some inkling like some connection or some chemistry a twinkle in there but they didn't they could have been nervous like then if they ask you go on a second date that's why the third date is always a deal breaker date the second date's a real date. Like it's an hour and a half, you're eating, you're, <laughs> uh, and so I would give them a chance, but then that's that's the real test. If you're across from someone during dinner and they're just shoveling food and just talking and talking and talking and talking, like, you know, you want a partner in general, everybody wants a partner who's curious, like curious about humanity, curious about what they're passionate about, curious about the world, curious about you, you know? I don't know one human, in the dating world, she doesn't want that, you know? And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that are just conditioned to sort of be insular and sort of not bad people, but they're just, you know. But the thing is, is that uh, me and a lot of my friends go on long ass first dates, like too long, like, like long, 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 like, but like but, dinner dates, like not even dinner dates, like drinks or whatever, sometimes appetizers, whatever, but it's too long. It's too much. So that's why I love your phone screening and then setting up like a quick, so you would say the phone screening and then like the quick coffee date or either one, 30 minutes. Either one, either one, right. So like your first date is just a mini screener date, like 45 minutes and it, it's either because a video date or a phone is that, you know? And then if you decide to go out again, then you can then do dinner. But again, don't make it this rambling long, like yeah. 14 drinks and dinner kind of thing. Yeah, because my other problem was I always got too drunk on first yeah. dates because we'd be having drink after drink after drink. And then I would leave the date and I'd be like, I love, I'm like, he is amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with him because I was drunk. And then the second day, I'm like, this guy? This? What? Wait, I used to do that too. I'd be like, wait, was I like half blacked out like <laughs> during the end of the date? Well, and then, okay, there's so much wrong with that. I know. <laughs> Well, it's like you're nervous and, and, and then like in your head, you've already named your first three children yeah. and then you don't remember what you talked about later right? and you're mortified and and then you're shaming yourself. Mm-hmm. So that, and then, I mean, I have clients who, you know, violate my first date rule and sort of lie about it. <laughs> and then I'm asking them about their second real date. They don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, and you can't properly assess 
the date, and you're not sure how you're being presented. So you're now you're like, oh God, like he might have this like really warped version, like vision of me. And so it's just, it's actually just honoring yourself. It's like respecting yourself, honoring mm-hmm. yourself. By the way, like it's awesome when you can kind of like build a little bit of suspense over like, oh my gosh, you know, like I, I got her for 45 minutes. I can't wait to take her to dinner. And, yeah. and then you kind of dinner and it's it's an hour and a half and you've had a couple drinks but you're you're leaving and you're you know you're not like rolling around you're like okay <laughs> i mean i always say do whatever you want after, th- after the third date but just don't you know don't sleep with someone until after that okay so that's super interesting because we talk a lot about this what mm-hmm. why why it's really again it's it's to honor yourself so that you don't feel you know, embarrassed and shameful and, and why did I do that? And, and also just, you know, it builds emotional intimacy just a little bit so that you can connect with someone on, on a deeper level and, and start to feel like, you know, I, I actually kind of, I really kind of like them, you know, and, and I think sex can really get in the way and it can kind of like derail that whole process of like layer by layer, like revealing who someone is and, Mm-hmm. whether there's a connection and there's no one ever said like, Oh my gosh, like, I wish we would have rushed that. Mm-hmm. Like no one ever says that. It's like, it's it's so beautiful to wait. And all that does is just build, you know, it just builds all of the good feelings, you know? And, and by the time you do sleep together and you feel like you've talked about family, you've talked, you, your goals are aligned and you're sort of like, ah, I don't know, you know? that's really, really fun and awesome and beautiful versus like, uh, you know, I got drunk on our second day. Let's see if we can kind of now like course correct. Mm-hmm. Tough. It is hard. And I think I've, this is one thing as I told Jamie, I've been like kind of getting clear on my authentic code because I go back and forth. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? This is 2021 casual sex. Like I'm empowered. I'm a woman. If I want to have sex, I want to have sex. But then too, I'm like caught on my other like kind of woo woo side. That's like, there is like this powerful energetic exchange that I'm like, this is like, like that I'm just like giving to someone who is like, I don't even really like, like, I just want to, which is like, I think there's room for both of those depending on the season of your life. But I'm like, okay, if I'm dating to that, I've had a relationship, like I've, that's one of the areas where I've been just trying to get clear on where I want to like stand on it. So when I'm on the date, I'm not like, Oh, do I like, like I need to know before going on the date, like I'm not going to sleep with them or whatever. That's right. like, right. So if you know that like, okay, I, you don't have to say I have a three date rule, but you know, in your head that you have a three date rule. You just do. I don't care if you want to tear each other's clothes off. It's awesome. Let this suspense build. It's mm-hmm. the best thing ever, you know, but you can say things like, you know, FYI, like I'm just someone who, you know, I probably move a little slower. I just do. I mean, your guy will respect you so much for that. You know, you're, it's not like you're saying, you know, I'm waiting till marriage. You're just saying, I'm like, I probably have a little slower. Mm-hmm. I just like to connect emotionally and that's who I am. It's like, your guy will love that. And, and it'll just, all it will do is build the, the momentum and like, and the passion. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Casual sex isn't that good anyway, to be honest, these days, men don't know what they're doing. So it's Hold it and save it. <laughs> um, I mean, you don't, if you're truly ready, that's the thing. And you have to know, like, am just really where you are on the readiness scale. If you are truly ready, then waiting is never a bad thing. Never. Yeah. And I think people just need to get clear on what their own, that's like such a, you know, personal thing and getting clear on that for yourself. Um, but I love that. And um, I also think that readiness scale is really good because like really like, are you ready to like find a relationship? Or are you like just like wanting to date and have fun? And I, yeah. there are two, it's totally different and both are okay. Yeah. Okay. Like if you're fresh out of a breakup and you're just like licking your wounds, but you want to get out there, just own that. Mm-hmm. Like have fun. Okay. Like you want to feel validated and you want to feel sexy and, and, but you know, you're kind of still in that like gray area of, of healing. Mm-hmm that's okay. Just own it. You don't have, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you need to, it's, it's all about, you know, really just kind of like taking a beat to figure that out for yourself first. Yeah, absolutely. One question I wanted to ask that I forgot to ask earlier. Um, 
do you have any tips for the opening message on because I know you met your your man on Bumble do you have any because that is I think I get a lot of questions about that and I'm like I don't know I feel like I'm shooting blind so do you have any tips for that yeah (laughs) don't overthink it I mean I cannot tell you how many people like literally overanalyze someone's profile they write a paragraph about who they are Again, this person could literally be, you know, 90 years old with four wives. <laughs> so, like, all we're doing, especially with Bumble, it's so easy. We're just opening the door. Like, your guy won't care what you say. Yeah. So, it's, hey, Steve, happy Tuesday. That's it. Yeah. And I feel you like you can kind of quickly okay, see if there's, like, you can kind of quickly see if you your energy is, like, vibing even over messages. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just your opener, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just that's just opening the door. Everybody knows on Bumble, you got them. We open the doors. So you're just like, hey, what's up? And then from there, you know, I have a whole, like, I have little mini courses each step. Like, so I have, like, banter one-on-one, and we go over it. But um, the biggest rule of thumb in the banter phase is warmth and validation, warmth and validation, warmth and validation. A- answer the question, ask a question, answer the question. But, but I, I so many, cause I, I have a tablet for each, each client. So I can key in and I see exactly what each client is doing and Ooh. how they're speaking and buying. I'm always swiping. I'm like, after wine, I'm like, sorry, someone shows up, <laughs> up in your queue, man. That's me. Um, but, but like, I see what, I see how people banter and it's, it's more, it's like, you know, either throwing up a resumes mm-hmm. and accomplishments and trips, and like, or it's just like people are sort of frozen. So it's like one line answers. I really think that for my tips for bantering when you're on the app, my, my, my top tip is you should be talking to people the way that you talk to a girlfriend on text even though you don't know them again you're modeling the behavior that you want to see so warmth validation you know they answer answer a question and then ask a question you can change topics it doesn't matter you know um for me i'm super spiritual so i was i would ask people out of the blue like okay scale from one to ten being ten being really woo woo you know i'm a meditator how about you kind of thing and Again, you want to walk away with a sense of whether or not you're even in the same, you know, on the same planet. Yes, I love that. It's so funny because I feel like there's a lot of like dating coaches or at the end of the day, it'd be like, don't ask a question back. Answer, but have them keep coming back to you. Um, but I do love this. I love like the idea of conversing with someone as you already know them, as like they're your friend already. Obviously, it doesn't mean you're getting super intimate with them. It doesn't mean you're crossing boundaries. It's just the vibe. Okay. Um, That was such a great conversation. We had a little technical difficulty at the end there with Amy, and she shared some great advice that I want to share with you. Christina asked her how, um, you know, with like messaging and having banter on the app, she was like, you know, talk to them like you're talking to like your girlfriend, like what else did she say she was just she, like she pretty much was like you want to like be super warm and friendly and like it's so funny because i think we overthink that communication so much you're like do i want to be mysterious do i not want to answer it back with any questions and she was like you want to just be like super personable if you like answer back with lots of exclamation marks to your friends do the same thing to the person that you're chatting with mm. and i do think like honestly so much of what she was saying was like leading back to like oh my gosh being your fucking self being your fucking self and you know honestly dude that sounds revolutionary what this sounds revolutionary this 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 um this interview kind of made me think that that book how why men love bitches is kind of just like uh, some of the things is so outdated actually i kind of feel like she was saying like a lot of the same things but a lot of things is so outdated like the first date is like dinner like oh yeah yeah, like all that stuff i'm like that's true i mean the things about being yourself 100 percent. but i i actually think that so many things in that book are outdated anyway amy is incredible i loved her energy um you can find her on instagram at love.amy.nyc she takes 
private coaching clients. If you really want to take your search for love to the next level, um, you can follow her on Instagram. And obviously she shared so much knowledge in this podcast. It was incredible. Thank you, Amy. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.